Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one. We crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight in the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Adam and Maestro. Hello. I'm Adam. Oh, he took your... Hello. Hey. Hello. 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 Yeah. La, la, la. This week... <laughs> Seinfeld. We're watching. Oh. oh no, I have no idea. This week we're watching a movie from 2005, a quote unquote horror movie that our dear Adam has picked. Yeah, and he hates horror movies. Yeah, so I don't know why he picked this one. I don't remember it being a horror movie. I just remember it being a movie <laughs> that Michael Keaton was in that I may or may not have seen. Uh-huh. Turns out I have seen it. Okay, <laughs> as I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this movie. What is the movie? It's White Noise. <laughs> What? That's the, that's Michael. half half the movie is Michael Keaton. This is called Michael Keaton stares at a screen. The movie, <laughs> the whole movie is just John. Bastard pig. Boom. Yeah, yeah. That's half the movie. Yeah. Basically, it gets. It's like there's this bit. <laughs> That I heard from the Monty Python group, mm-hmm. what they did when they first started airing was they tried to do this. They tried to bring down the volume slowly, 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 slowly. So every time they <laughs> had to get up and turn the knob back up to get the volume up, and then they switch it back up to really high. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I feel like this is exactly what this culmination of the movie did through the whole movie. <laughs> I like that. I watched this on Surround Sound. Oh, God. Right right here? And- right here. Oh, my God. Right here I remember we watched, was it Event Horizon? Yes. And that that was pretty oh, sweet. Oh, that is a, that is an event. The, the like doom, yes. the ship moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the glass vibrating on the oh. So what was it like hearing It was it was in, in <laughs> I think we're hearing it now as we speak. Yeah. This the surround sound wasn't as good because there's not as, as enough surround sound able things. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Just like perspective audio is that's the best that we got out of it. Mm. You know movie I I think we should have watched here. Um, at the studio with with your surround sound setup, What's that? shoot him up. Because <laughs> that's just yeah. I always forget about the surround sound, so I'm watching movies with regular audio like an idiot. <laughs> hey, how did it sound for the John Wick two we watched? Oh, good, 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 good. Did you buy that on Amazon? Yes. My show, you bought that on Amazon? Yeah, I did, actually. How did you do that? Well, I went to our page, and I clicked on the link, so that way we could get a little bit of a percentage, even though it didn't cost me anything extra. Wow. Yeah. That's really nice of you. Well, thank you. It helps uh, support the show without spending anything extra. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I actually see something come from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hopefully, we all do. <laughs> yeah, man. So, this movie was directed by Jeffrey Sachs. Jeffrey Sachs is a British director. Uh, the most notable thing he's ever directed is a few episodes of Doctor Who. Oh, from the nineties. What? Oh, nineties. Okay. So like the that was the eighth Doctor then. Yeah, the whatever that Doctor version the one, was. Eccleston. No, no, no. Snow. No, th- this was before. This was um, seventh Doctor, I think, because the eighth one was only was Paul McGann. He was only oh. in it for one movie. So if it was the nineties, it was the seventh Doctor. It had to be. That'd be the case, right? Yeah. They, he, didn't he make multiple episodes? Sure. Oh, okay. And this movie stars. The great Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. I've always been a big Michael Keaton fan. Me too. Chandra West, Deborah Kara Unger, Ian McNice, and Sarah Strange. Ian McNice is that fat guy who's like, your wife is dead. Yeah. 
the the one they call Pig. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things too, right? He was in Ace Ventura too. That's where I remember him mm-hmm. from. Yep. Yak, yak. Griswold, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. his alliance. Won't be hanging on the door. Flick it quick. Ow. Shish kebab. Chicago. You're out of here. Fun. No? Oh, no. Shikata. Yeah. Because Shikoko is the, the Sh- one uh, they Sh- kneel Shikaka. to. Shikaka. is the, So he's like, Shikata. Yeah. Shikoko. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Shishka. Shikago. Shank Redemption. That was fun. I mentioned before the podcast. No, I mentioned it last week. If you listen to our uh, Bloodsport episode, that Michael Keaton mm-hmm. was sort of like in movie jail in 2005. Oh, Not necessarily movie jail. He was on hiatus. Just Yeah, he's like on hiatus. He wasn't yeah. doing a lot. And that's kind of Jim Carrey now, dude. Jim Carrey's not really doing a lot. Yeah, I saw him uh, on TV at a bar. He was, got a full beard. I think he was talking about Kathy Griffin. Oh, the Kathy Griffin thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. His he, eyes look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> like from the nose to, to his forehead. I should hope so. Exactly the same. He, he went from like the biggest comedian, comedic actor in the world to, like, yeah. where's Jim Carrey? Well, didn't he like to want to do a bunch of serious things afterwards for a while and that just... Yeah. Of, yeah. I think number 23 was the last one for a while. Then he did the... Mr. Popper's Penguins? Stupid and Stupider. <laughs> yeah, he did the Penguins movie. Uh-huh. He did Kick-Ass 2. He did, oh, yeah. yeah. That's he's, sort of like Keaton now. <laughs> maybe, who knows? Maybe he'll be like Keaton. Maybe he'll be nominated for an Oscar mm. and Jim Carrey will be back. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Carrey's back. You're out of movie jail. I'd like to see that. So this movie, White Noise, a yeah. brief synopsis. An architect's desire to speak with his wife from beyond the grave becomes an obsession with supernatural repercussions. <laughs> Asks us every week, have you ever seen this before? Adam, you realize... Apparently I you, have, yeah. You, 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 like last week's Bloodsport, you might have. Yeah. But it turns out you actually this did. One, this one I remember seeing its entirety. Matrix? Really? Yeah. I remember watching parts of it because I actually got bored. No. Me, I saw this in theaters for free because oh. our friend's husband was the GM of like a dollar theater. Okay. So he just let us in for free. Mm. <laughs> and we watched it. So this is it. not while it was in wide release. This was a month after. After its wide release, okay. yeah. So I was watching it with my friends, and my asshole friends, we were the only ones in the theater. Nobody okay. went to see White Noise except for us four. Okay. So we're in there, and we're like, fuck it. It's only us four. So every they were referencing other Michael Keaton movies. So there's a scene where Michael Keaton kind of like loses his shit, and my friend Steven goes, "You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts!" Like in Batman, <laughs> yeah. The scene where he, he's in the the girl's apartment before she jumps, yeah. He opens the mirror and there's like three, th- there's three like um, reflections of him. Yeah. My friend went multiplicity. Uh. <laughs> so every like Michael Keaton he could think of. So like when the <laughs> when his wife died. My friend yelled out, oh, it looks like you're a Mr. Mom now. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. It was just them three ribbing oh, that like at fun. the movie. So that tells you how much we gave a shit about the movie. Because <laughs> right. we were just constantly like, oh, what other Michael Key movie could we use? Hmm. I don't know I don't know his movies that well to do that. I had maybe, let's see. Just Batman? <laughs> right. Well, I guess when he's Beetlejuice. at the very end, mm. you could do Beetlejuice one at the very end when he's uh, all, the, all the ghosts are coming out. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. So yeah, what are you looking at me for? I I, remember, I, I fell in love with Keaton because he was he was, he was Batman. Mm-hmm. It was the first Batman movie I had ever seen that yep. was of he, note. He's our generation's Batman, right? Yeah, because Adam West was already retired, I think, at that time. Before yeah, that, that was like our parents' Batman. Well, I, I had watched that series. Yeah, I used but, to watch it too. But it was 
it was, was not dumb. Re- yeah. It, yeah it was like hokey right I I keep on looking at that GIF file that I, of Batman from Adam's West uh, li- version where he's running around with a bomb attached to his like his hands. Oh, that's from the running. Batman movie. Oh. They made a it's called Batman the movie. Okay. And you would love this plot, Adam. The Joker and all the bad guys team up and they turn all the members of the UN into like powder. Okay. Like to dust. But the dust is still sitting at their position so like Russia, it's a dust of like red. Okay. Get it? Because oh. they're Russian? Hey, oh. Yeah. So uh, Batman creates a machine that turns them back from dust into a per- into humans. They're like, oh, Batman, you saved the day. That's the whole movie. That's <laughs> They have to figure out how to fantastic. turn it from dust back into flesh. <laughs> and th- they have a bomb, so Batman has to run through the harbor, like you said, make sure with the bomb. Like the like the bomb with like the the, the wick the, yeah the wick the candle the, what was it a bowling ball candle <laughs> Seinfeld it's not the Seinfeld yeah he, he sorry Basho he he has this <laughs> bit where he talks about uh, I don't know how people look at the X ray machine at airports I cannot identify one object what is that uh, um, yeah. uh bowling ball candle uh, uh, let it through is that a hair dryer with a scope on it I uh, let it through okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's the Batman movie and what's what and. We're, we were spoiled growing up because we had his first Batman movie, yeah. and then we had the animated series, which oh, was also like a beautiful. dark yeah, absolutely. version of Batman. So when we look at the Adam West Batman, we're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah. Because in the animated movie, they even made it darker by like drawing it over black like background paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember, I, I remember so. liking the original Adam West Batman, and then the uh, animated series was like, this, this, this is, is Batman. Yes. Before, it was kind of like a passing uh, fascination. But then I saw the anime series, like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm all in with Batman now. Mm-hmm. And then we had Mark Hamill as the Joker. Whenever I read a Joker comic, yep. it's Mark Hamill's voice. Absolutely. That's, that's the quintessential Joker. I think he's a better Joker than Heath Ledger. Just in general. as Yeah. When, for like, in general, like, so Ledger's Joker was an interpretation of like a darker, more realistic version of the Joker. I get that. Yeah. But if I'm reading a comic... I'm thinking Mark, like Mark Hamill is the quintessential Joker voice. Yes, absolutely. Joker, yeah. Yeah. Per- Personality-wise, I just that seems to fit. Yes. So well. Have you seen the video of him in yeah. the booth? He like snarls oh, his yes. face and his hands like, oh, Betsy. He, he also like, did he's a, really <laughs> going at it. He did a bit where he would read Donald Trump's tweets. Oh, as, as a Joker, Joker. Yeah, that was brilliant. When he first got elected, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should probably put that up on the website later, right? Yeah, yeah. man. So though it has nothing to do with the movie we're yeah. watching right now. So, so make sure you, you mentioned that you were bored. <laughs> yeah. I was fucking bored as shit in this movie. When yeah. I first saw it in theaters, because me and my friends were ribbing the movie. Okay. Yeah. And then I was bored again watching it. Okay. Mace, um, Adam, your thoughts? I, Is this a movie you like? I didn't hate it. Okay. Oh, I, I figured. I, I was curious. Even though I had seen it, I had forgotten a lot of things about it. Uh-huh. But I was curious to see where this was going. And I, I feel like they, they did well with building on the suspense and things. But I, the, the actual story itself... It's it's pretty dumb. I don't, I don't the the whole life after death this in this way. I I don't believe in it personally. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like a who cares. But as, as far as what they did to make suspense build and pay off things and uh, where things were headed, I was I was very interested to find out where it was going to end. Okay, so, I, this movie has some good ideas in it. Yeah, there's a few clever jump scares. For the most part, yeah, the story just is not. That great. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's a good idea, uh, but once you start writing out the movie, you're like, oh, we we don't have anything to do with this idea. The only reason me and my friends watched this movie is because we saw the trailer and we're like, oh shit, that's pretty interesting. Like EVP, like this EVP phenomenon and stuff. Right. EVP would be a good thing to make a movie off of, but not like this. (laughs) 
I'm, I forget when this movie came out. Is this when people started actually like looking into EVP because of those ghost hunting movies, those TV shows? Yeah, I, I, I think it was around the same time. Or this was supposed to catch on right when it was already peaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, Adam, you said before we recorded that you watched this movie with your daughter. Yeah. Now, I want to bring this up. This is very interesting. How old is your daughter? She's 11. 11. Yeah. So, she was born in two, uh, 1996. No, 2006. 2005. Sorry. 2005. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, she was born the year this movie came out. Oh, shit. Oh. Now, oh. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. Now, this movie does not hold up well because of the technology in this movie. Right. And showing like a young person this movie, it's got to be frustrating because because a young person today wouldn't know snow on a TV screen. Yeah, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't know, know VHS. They wouldn't know a VHS tape. They really wouldn't know radio. Right. They probably listen to a podcast. I, I I've schooled her enough on VHS stuff before this movie. Uh-huh. I did have to explain what white noise actually was. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, she I I try to keep her as up to date as possible with things. Well, not up to date. Uh, up up on past events. Yeah. <laughs> So that she knows things. I try to show her older video games. I try to show her older movies. Uh, she doesn't like most of them. Mm-hmm. But I, I try to make sure she's not going to be one of those people that like, oh, I don't know what a VHS tape is. Okay. But, yeah, she she enjoyed it. Uh, well, I think at, at, at that age, this is the type of thing that's supposed to be terrifying to you. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't know all the things that are reality yet. Yes. So... Yeah, she. I think she enjoyed it a lot more than most people would. Okay. And, cool. but, and she's into these. She's into these kind of scary movies too. Like, I, gotta oh. watch, I gotta watch this movie for spoilers. <laughs> it's a, what is it? Like it's a scary movie. Like, ooh, I gotta watch it. <laughs> All right. I oh looked, man. I, I checked it up on IMDb. Is this uh, gonna be appropriate? Yeah. It's uh, it's fine. So you who hates horror movies, yeah. has a daughter who is interested in horror movies. Yeah. Oh no. She like she she likes this this kind of stuff quite a bit. She likes the Resident Evil stuff a lot. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy is a is pretty much a horror game that she can't stop with. So, <laughs> yeah, so. That might scare her. <laughs> no. Okay, so do you, you want to? Yeah. Okay. So start talking about this movie. Yeah. We basically, we start off scroll text. Yeah, a little bit. It's what EVP is? Uh, uh, Thomas Edison. Uh, made a quote about something that we might be able to record it someday and stuff. <laughs> and then it goes into just regular life with Michael Keaton, him and his wife and his kid, which is from a different wife, an ex-wife. Uh, they share custody. He's an architect, which yeah. is which is a movie job. Yeah. Because I've never met anyone who's an architect. Right, they're, me neither. This, this movie role, uh, this movie, blah, 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 blah. this job title always pops up in movies. Yeah. She's an author. A best-selling author, which is also, I think, a movie job. Yeah. Well, um, um, not in our circles, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure if we were in Beverly Hills, we'd see a lot of architects and, and novels writers. Yeah. But, no. but it's set up in this world that she's like Stephen King level status because when they report that she's missing, it's like famed author so and so is missing. Yeah. I mean, off the top of your head, can you name like five authors outside of Stephen King? Uh, R.L. Stein, Stein, J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling, J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh yeah, Wait, no, R.R. George R.R. Martin. R.R. Martin. Uh-huh. Oh, you talking from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, so there's also what? That's Tom Clancy's the Tom. Well, he's dead now. But yeah, that's yeah. True. You could say Tom Clancy, Michael Crichton, yeah. Christina Agatha, Agatha Christie, Agatha Christie. No, I mean, yeah. we're alive now. <laughs> Anne Rice. Uh, 
Well, if you want to get all crazy about it, we can go uh, Barack Obama, Bill O'Reilly. No, no, no. Fictional. <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's only like five or six authors that are well known enough that I'm pretty sure would be covered on like CNN. Yeah, and that's only because movies are based off of these authors. That's yes. the only reason I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you take away movie authors, I got nothing. Uh huh. Richard, Richard Riordan, Rick Riordan, yeah. 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 J R R. Oh, he's dead. That's right. All right. Token. We get it. Hmm. But you get the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, like, the, absolutely. His wife, pretty much what happens is his wife, uh, she's like, oh, I got to go to this party or I got to go to this thing with my friend. I'll be home later. By she, the way, I'm pregnant. By the way, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Uh, she's pregnant and Keaton's excited. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a dad again. That's great. She's like, I got to go. I got to go to this thing. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Never comes home trying to call her cell, trying to call the friend's house. Yeah. Doesn't answer. She, she left a message which would have given me pause uh-huh. uh, where she's like hey i'm over i'm still over here at the thing whatever uh or i got held up I'll, I'll i'll call you when i'm leaving and then it like it ends abruptly and there's a little bit of static mm-hmm. which to him static means nothing at this point but the fact that it seems like she got cut off in the middle of a sentence that that's where the thing happened yeah i'm guessing right that to me would have been like what is that but he's just like ah, delete he deletes it right away uh that first of all i wouldn't have deleted it mm-hmm. uh because i'm I, i'm packed right with stuff like that digital files Almost like a rat, uh, rat pack. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she, I guess, died in the middle of a phone call. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or got a flat tire. No, she died. She got abducted. Or she got something. Those we find out later. She's missing for like three weeks. Yeah. And I also mentioned this before we recorded. Keaton is not a number one suspect. No. In all these movies, even in real life, if the wife disappears, yeah. Husband, number one suspect. Never, they never want, and even even all the people that are disappearing, Keaton is involved somehow, uh, yes, yes. and the cop is still. Um, are you going to be home later? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to come by and talk to you. You working again, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she disappears. Uh, there's no word. Uh, then it's reported on the news. Hey, it looks like she's been, uh, she may have fell. She may have been kidnapped. We're not sure. Her, her car's here. Let's keep showing the same audio cl- video clip mm-hmm. over and over again. And at Michael Keane's office, uh, what's the guy's name? McNice? Ian Mc- McNeese? McNice? Yeah. Nice? I'm gonna go with Nice. Sure. Ian McNeese, that fat guy from Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. He's, he, he was outside of Keaton's house. He's outside of his office and he's like, he's straight up like, your wife is dead. Yeah. Not like, hey man, don't freak out when I tell you this. Yeah, we might. I I might know something about the case. He's just straight up. Your wife is dead, and she's trying to talk to me. Right. It, it could have been handled with a lot more tact. Yeah. No bedside manner. This one. Yeah. It's like she will be. He will be Goldberg's it pretty much. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> like in Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of like get out of my face. Uh, he get, he gives him his card saying, "Hey, don't throw this card away. Call me later. You're gonna have questions, and uh-huh. I'll have answers." Yep. Uh, Sorry about your loss. Or whatever. It's like, please call me back. She's annoying the crap out of me. Right? You come get your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and Keaton's at a construction site with, uh, with like the building inspector or something, and they're in the elevator, and the elevator like stops. Yeah. And his phone turn- goes off, and it says Rachel Cell. That's his wife's name, Rachel. Anna. Anna Cell. Yeah. And and he's like, what? what? That, he's, he's like, hello. I would lose my shit. Yeah. Because first of all, he has a cell. Uh huh. Because uh, at, at this point, we he's we, an architect. At this point, we know that she's dead. Uh, the, the, like, after, after the whole thing with, uh, Raymond Price, uh, guy comes up. Raymond Price. <laughs> yeah. He, he shows up. Yeah, that's his, that's his, 
Yeah, he, he, he shows the cops show up saying, "Hey, your wife's dead." Pretty much, here's her effects. Mm-hmm. So he has a bag that has her cell phone inside of yes. it. Yes, and then so then when the phone call comes in from the cell phone, he freaks out. He runs home, opens the drawer with the cell phone, sees it in there, opens it up. It's not on. Still not working. That's weird. And then the phone rings again, and it says Anacel again. And the phone is powered off. Anna's phone. Yeah, and he has it in his hand. Uh huh. Like, ah, creepy. Now, current day, this would be easy to do. But <laughs> in 2005, that would scare the shit out of yeah anybody. Uh, he answers it. He hears some static. He hears a, uh, a voice. And then nothing. So at this point, maybe I'll call this guy up. Maybe I'll go see about this Raymond uh-huh. Price. He goes, he goes to his place. And leaving Raymond Price's place is a woman named Sarah, who also is going to Raymond uh, for EVP. Yeah. And we're given the exposition here about EVP. It's, uh, it's, some people believe that you can communicate with the dead through sound waves. Mm-hmm. Is, I, is that right? Yeah, basically. Through sound waves, through radio free waves, and on the TV, the old school static, the yeah. snow, the shh. White noise. White yeah. noise. That's, that's the idea behind it. Yeah. Any kind of ambient noise that isn't meant for anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty much you're, you're trying to pick up a signal. Is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. When, in an open signal, they can jump in that way. Did you try this when you first saw this movie? I did. Uh, no. Because I used to, in 05, I'm pretty sure I had like an old school boob mm. tube. Yeah. And I just put it to channel three. Because remember channel three yep. would yeah. do nothing? Yeah. And Until you turn the console on. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, shh. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like staring at the screen. And like 10 minutes in, I'm like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. I, what I would do is, after everyone would have watched this movie, I would have turned it on to channel three and just sat there as soon as someone would walk in. Just so they see me doing it. That's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just time it right so people just think you're just staring at static. Though, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. like I always watch like like from like the polar uh, polar guys. Yeah, polar guys. The kid, the kids just staring at the white like a white snowy screen, just like a yep. white noise. And she's like, <laughs> talkie, 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 talkie. yeah, exactly. Did you ever see that movie, Adam? No. Make sure. Do you think he would like that movie? It's from 1982. <laughs> no, it's too slow for him. Every time I hear the word poltergeist, I think of a turkey. Oh, poultry. poultry? Uh, yeah. And I, I, mean, I, I can't get scared by it. It's like uh, a poultry guy's movie. Like, uh, I, just, I just picture a, a feral turkey attacking people. I, I think oh, he, no, no, I, no, 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 no. The, the, the killer turkey is thanks killing. Uh, poultry yeah. guy's Night of the Chicken Dead is a trauma movie. Oh, my uh, God. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Wow. There is, uh, I think he'd actually <laughs> find more entertainment from uh, the, that one movie, uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it's a little more modern. I think he would like that one a little yeah. better. It I, might freak him out though because he's a parent. Oh, that's true, huh? Oh no, I hate parent because a kid di- a kid dies. Yeah, parent things always get me. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. So at this point, he's he's pretty much starts like believing. believing. Uh, he gets a little bit of audio that uh, Pre- Price had, like, here, check this out. And so now he's he's at home. He's he sets up his own little uh, EVP station. Where he's got TVs and recording equipment and everything. He's, he's now recording every single day. He just puts the tape in, records, leaves, comes back, and listens to it. Mm-hmm. All night. While, while, while something else is recording. You're never going to catch up with this. It's yeah. like, this is like trying to watch everything on YouTube. Uh-huh. Because as you're watching, it's still recording. So, and then plus all the times you're in between doing things, you're never going to... When you're at the office. Yeah. What if at one point you're like, oh, you hear something, and, but it was from like two weeks ago. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you, I'll meet you at the pier. Like, ah, no, <laughs> I missed my chance. Yep, <laughs> this is true. Uh, 
So now what? He, so he goes back to Raymond Price's place and um well no, when he's initially at Raymond Price's place, he's hearing audio like and he thinks he hears something and then you hear you fat fucking pig. Yeah. Like you're the crazy like violent <laughs> fucking bully. Like these three ghosts are pretty much bullies. Yeah. Cuz they keep calling him a fat pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so he he goes and he well, he gets called over by Price saying, "Hey, I got some I got some new uh, things for you." Uh-huh. And play some audio and then i guess he skips to the next file where it has the angry people like what what is, what is that and price is like oh no just ignore that all you gotta do is hit delete yeah people, everybody dies i mean the bad people die too they can't all be good they can't all be your honor so just <laughs> delete that it's fine don't worry about uh-huh. it uh and so now he goes back home he's doing he's still with more things uh but now we're seeing these the, 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 they're also seeing these the three figures on the three static shadows. screen yeah and they're starting to kind of appear more often. Yeah, in, in the backgrounds of things. It reminds me of like that uh, every time I see them, I'm like, X-Files? <laughs> every time. <laughs> By the way, we're going to get through this really quickly because mm-hmm. 95% of the movie, is there's Michael no dialogue. Keen, is Michael Keane staring at a screen? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Would you argue there's more going on in last week's episode, Bloodsport, than in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> even, though, even though that was all like just fights? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more things to grab onto to talk about this mm-hmm. is just so we saw this we heard this and then there's talk about it yeah, and then the next thing you see is this and that and then moving on yeah mm-hmm. a lot of action a lot of grabbing onto things like Adam was saying like hair weird more tails skin. more yeah. skin oh boy. so now he he goes back to uh, he gets another call from Price saying hey uh, you gotta come over something something he goes over to the house and Price is dead it looks like the place has been ransacked um, and, he, and he finds Price's body underneath the computer uh, and then he cops are there talking to the cops. So can you tell me what happened? Nah, you're not a family member, so we can't tell you anything. Sorry, move along. Uh, hey, didn't your wife disappear and was murdered, and we didn't find a suspect? And now, yeah, you're at this guy's place, and he was murdered. Hmm. Nah, you're fine. Go doing your little. Go design a, a church or something. We, yeah. we, we, we appreciate you trying to figure out what's happening in the investigation of uh, something that you should be a suspect for. <laughs> Seriously, are you working again, John? Yeah. So. <laughs> So now they go to the funeral. Uh, she he now teams up with the other girl that was there, the, Sarah, uh, the, the Sarah Tate, uh, to do more research uh-huh. to uh, carry on his work, uh, if you were. Meanwhile, John is starting to get messages for other people as well. So he's he starts trying to reach out. He puts it together that oh, there's this one girl whose name was I think Susan something. Susan uh, Sarandon? No, uh, I don't know. He goes. He, he tracks down who who the dead person that is talking to him. Tracks down the the daughter or granddaughter. Plays it for her. Shows the image. Is this your is this grandmother? Yes, it is. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, she always told me she would tell me a message, and this is what she would have told me. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Like all right, yeah, she just died two days ago. Like wait, two days ago. Yeah, but I got was, this message last week. Or yeah, something. I've been getting a message from your grandmother for weeks. Like that can't be. She just died. Like huh. First plot twist. Uh, and he communicates with another ghost, and she keeps saying Willow, Willow Road, or Willow Street, or something. No, she, she Isn't gets that what it is. She gets that from uh, a, a second seance person. Like, oh, that psychic. Yeah. She, she, so because right. Raymond Price is dead, he's still trying to find answers. So he goes to find the separate psychic, which is blind apparently. Yeah. Uh, and during the reading she's saying willow willow street willow and, and he's like no nothing you're you're a hack i'm mm-hmm. out of here your wife was pregnant oh <laughs> nobody knew that although i guess everybody would know that after she her body was found after yeah, the autopsy they would run an autopsy on yeah. the dead body 
But anyway, it gives well, it him pause for on a how second. Far pre- well, it's true. It would still show up in the blood. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Regardless. Right. If it's going to show up on pee, it's going to show up in blood. I didn't even consider thinking about that. Yeah. I just went straight for the baby. Yep. So then he's he's, he's getting messages from his wife now, uh, and he, he sees a message that from somebody that looks like they're... Or it, to us, it's a scary ghost. You, you see that thing where somebody like jumps at the screen, and they're like, ah! Uh-huh. Uh, you think that's an evil person, but turns out that's somebody that needs help. So... He's like, uh, then his wife comes on, go now, go. Go, go now. You know, where? And then another voice says, Willow. And he's like, bam. Oh, there's a Willow Street. Okay. Yeah. So he looks it up, he gets there. and there's So right when he gets there, you see three shadows yeah. kind of fly away. I right. thought that was cool. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, so he gets there and the the girl jumps at the window in the same way that she jumped at the window on the screen. Because it's a car, the car is wrecked at a telephone pole. Right. And the, 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 the what is the? the transformer. Transformer on top. Is gonna fall. Right. So the woman who was jumping on screen, like you said, jumps like get my baby. Yeah. So he reaches in, he gets the baby, and then the transformer falls. And th- where it would have killed the baby? Where it would have killed the baby, and it kills the 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 driver, the mom. Yeah, the girl dies. And it's a transformer, as in like a box, not a like a bumblebee or an Optimus. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just clarifying that. Not a prime. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So he goes back, uh, and Michael Bay was not part of this movie. No, no. He he gives the baby back to the father. He's at the funeral. Oh, dude, this is a fucked up scene. This yeah. scene really, even to this day, watching it, I'm like, I, I, it makes me like uncomfortable and like I have anxiety. Yeah, because Michael Keaton goes up to the dad and he goes, "Hey, uh, Mister So and So, Mister Smith, um, you know, I just want you to know that your wife was communicating with me. Yeah, you know, before she died, and and he, the guy is holding his baby, and he's kind of like, hey. Man, thanks for saving my kid, but you're kind of weird. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I don't, and you or and your people. You and your like he's he at first he's like oh thank you so much for saving my baby. Yeah, yeah, my wife and her friends stay the hell away from us. Yeah, holds it together pretty good mm-hmm. for somebody that's in that much pain. Yeah, um, I would have slugged him. <laughs> I had like so much anxiety. I'm like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it was, it was awkward because you have to tell someone who lost their wife. Hey, man, I know this might sound weird, but your wife before she died, she talked to me through the TV, yeah, like static. And I've also been tracking other ghosts. Yeah, the reason I saved your baby was because your wife told me to save her, and I and did. then my dead wife told me to go to the street where the car was wrecked. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now they go back to the uh, the archives and they they find a connection. The, I guess he has a uh, a journal or what, what do you call that? A log keeping. It's a log book of yeah. who goes to see him. Yeah, uh, and they find names on there of everybody. Everyone who went to see Price has died. Yeah, and they the woman who died with the baby. Her name is there. Yeah, dead. And then um, the old lady. Right, they don't they find the old lady, the grandma? Her name is in there. Yeah, and, and then she's al- dead. And then also, there's another name of uh, somebody that's currently missing right now. Yes, there's a woman who's been kidnapped. Nobody knows where she is. If I'm the cops, I'd be like, you might want to check out that Michael Keaton guy. I mean, yeah. there yeah. is a paper trail now. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, um, I mean, there are three deaths linked to him at this point. Yep, he his wife disappeared. Yeah, and then she showed up dead three weeks later. Ah. He may or may not be a suspect. I watched The Fugitive. It may not always be the husband. Right. right? <laughs> uh, I don't care. Second death. <laughs> he's first, he did do he's, business with the guy, and he happened to be there when we were there. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Woman's kidnapped. Nobody knows where she is. 
I don't know, dude. They he he rescued the baby from that transformer. Right. I don't know. It's another death. I mean, that one could be an accident, but I mean, save the baby. Yeah. The timing. Wow. Yeah. What are you doing on Willow Street at whatever hour of the night, randomly? Yeah. I mean, isn't it just like some sort of random street? There's nothing there. No food, no liquor, no gun, no Yeah, liquor. it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, just a transformer. But the cops are like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. You're not a suspect, Keaton. Yeah, yeah okay. Just, uh... It's okay. We understand. You're Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw this great video on, on, on Facebook where it's uh, it showed Batman being confused by Two-Face. Where it shows Two Face profile to the side, he's like, "Harvey, thank God you're here. Uh, there's a madman on the loose." And he turns to the side, like, "Ah, Two Face, what'd you, you do with Harvey?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps turning back and forth, like, "Oh, you're back. Where'd you go?" He's like, "I am Two Face, and I'm Harvey." Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Okay, so he basically he gets uh, he saves the baby. He gets he gets almost punched out, slugged by the dad that's, that's happy to see the baby, but not the guy. Right, and then they, they find the connection, and then they're watching the the, the uh, white snow yeah. TV, and then what's her name, Sarah? She's like lying on the floor, like help me, like that. Yeah, and they're like, holy shit. Yeah, as soon as they make the connection of whoever has whoever's Seen on price. these, if if I see them. They're gonna die, so they see Price. I see them, and then they die, and then her, she pops up like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> so you're gonna die. So Michael Keaton said, "Okay, I'll go to your apartment. I'll hang out with you to make sure you don't die." Right. And then he goes in the bathroom. What what, what, what kind of pill is she taking? It's like a sleeping pill. That seems it's like to, to help her sleep. Yeah, but that seems like a weird thing to do. You might die. Here, take this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's so scared to go to sleep. Yeah, she can't sleep. It's weird. So he goes to the bathroom. There's um, he puts the door stop at the door to make sure it doesn't close, uh-huh. but it still closes somehow because the three ghosts uh, pass by him. Mm-hmm. Goes back inside. We have a scene from the ring where she's on the ledge, uh, and she looks at him and she throws like a weird like grin. Oh, that was the grudge. No, that was, no. It, Bill Pullman on the on the ledge. Yeah, but yeah, yeah on the ledge. The but he doesn't okay. grin. Yeah. He's he's sad. Yeah, this chick grins. Yeah, like, like she's possessed by the demons or something. Or yeah, spirits. She grins. She falls off her balcony like in Lethal Weapon. She does the Lethal Weapon jump. Yeah, from the, from the first opening scene. Yeah, bam, and she lives. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. That's I don't yeah. know, dude. It's, it had to have been at least four to six stories. Yep. Uh, just just because it can be survived, apparently, by um. Omar? Omar. From The Damn Wire? <laughs> yes, Omar. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the difference, though. Omar jumped uh, three stories up, and he landed on his feet, which is why he has a fucked up leg. Yeah. This trick landed on her back, and her head, it looked like her head, like, snapped back when she landed, too. Yeah. Yeah, she should be dead for sure. Which, by the way, I, I already told you this. Yeah. I don't know if I told the listeners this. The Wire is... Um, it's supposed to be as believable to true life as possible. Right. That's why every episode, it's not a shootout with bad guy because that doesn't happen in real life. Right. Most of the episodes are like, oh, we got to fill out this this paperwork in order yeah. to get the wiretap because that's how real life is. Yes. But the real life Omar that he was based on, Omar in real life actually jumped out of a five-story window and he lived. But they thought that that would be so unrealistic and so unbelievable. So they had to cut the floors down to three yeah. to make it a little more feasible to Absolutely. the audience. Yep. But the real Omar actually survived a five foot drop. That's good. Five story. Five story drop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I could survive a five foot drop. Yeah. Anybody could. Maybe. Except for a baby. 
Yeah. Oh, come on. It's yeah. real dark. Why are you trying to kill babies, Mushroom? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she, yeah, she falls off. She's in the hospital, and there's the cops again. Oh, so... This one didn't work out for you, did it? You didn't kill this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, okay. Right. Well, now the cop is like, okay, yeah. are you going to be home later? And Michael Keaton's like, if you, if you think I'm going to run, no. Yeah, I'm not leaving town if that's what you're getting there at. There you go. And the cop is just like, hmm, another incident with you. Interesting. That's yeah. dark. You know, Move along. Like, I'm not leaving. So he's finally starting to question Keaton. Yeah. But then he gets home. He turns on the white noise again. But his house is all fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the ghosts were in there, right? Looking, I, or was yeah. it the cops? I'm pretty sure it was the ghosts. Yeah. So what the fuck are the ghosts looking for? They're not looking for anything, right? They just want to wreck his gear? I don't know. The evidence they, they, that they because exist? Because he's trying to stop them. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. The, 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 the psychic chick was also saying, hey, you're messing with things you shouldn't be messing with. Yeah. Uh, you're meddling. They're telling me to tell you to stop. Uh-huh. Uh, so I get, the three ghosts don't like him. So they're now they're messing with him. So they, they can take a physical form, apparently. So what kind of ghosts are these? Are these demons? I think they're like the ghosts from Ghost. How they can like move objects. Oh, okay. How that guy taught Swayze how to move the coin. Yeah, the guy in the subway. Yeah. Yep. This is my home! Get out! The guy oh. who is also the subway driver, I believe... Oh, I might be confusing things. In The Matrix? No, he's... A, I don't think he's the same... I know who you're talking about. The guy... In the subway in Ghost? Yeah. The conductor yeah. is who you think of. I'm, right. I'm not sure. In the, in, in the Matrix, in the last Matrix, the one that takes him to yeah. in and out of the, the Matrix type of thing. Because that train station is like the, uh, that's like purgatory. Right. Uh-huh. I'll look it up. I don't remember. Anyway, he comes home and he's fucking, all his shit's fucked up. So he, his wife leads him to, um, to, The uh, pier. The pier where the car was. Yeah. And then he... Pretty much goes to his old construction site, which is not the pier. Which is not what well, he, but he's using like the fucking signals or the signs, whatever he was sent. Yeah. Oh, Vincent Schiavelli, go to his IMDb. Him. The Vincent Schiavelli is the ghost. Yeah. In Ghost, who's teaching him how to how to most. how to how to push. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, don't think push he, a quarter. I don't think he was in the Matrix. No, he wasn't. You no. might want to go to IMDb though. Okay. He was in Batman. It's the first first Google option. Go there, and then go to, uh, like, 2002, 2003, 2001, somewhere around there. Anything? Nope. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was him. Ah. Oh, well. Yeah, he looks like him. I okay. know who, I, I know who you're talking about, the conductor. Okay. So, so he goes to his construction site, the construction site where he was stuck in the elevator. Right. And you, you said you your daughter brought up a good point right here? Yeah. So the, the, the thing that he saw on the screen was the kidnapped girl. So he's going to track down the girl that was kidnapped who obviously was kidnapped because she's being bound uh-huh. uh so he's not trying to be quiet at all to catch these kidnappers off guard he's pretty much announcing he's like, if he's supposed to if, if this girl was kidnapped and the guys are holding her there why is he making so much noise that's what your daughter that's asked. what my daughter was saying like that's a very good point baby i was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> that's right and she has her spoiler goggles on absolutely early. <laughs> yes you pretty much have ruined her for most movies now <laughs> No, because I don't ruin movies in real time. If we're watching them, I won't. I won't ruin them with people that I'm watching them with. Mm. Um, if if I'm watching them for spoilers, I'll, all they will do is they'll see me bring up my phone and start typing on it, so I can make notes to bring this up later. That's the closest I'll get to spoiling outside of this show. And the cop, the detective, goes to Keaton's place. 
Yeah. And uh, what does he look at? He looks at a tape or what? He, he gets going through the record. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Keaton calls him for, uh, as he's entering the building saying, oh, you got to come down to the pier on 49th Street or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, he cuts out. So we're unsure whether the cop got the message or not. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes and he sees the girl being uh, bound, sees a bunch of torture equipment, a bunch of white noise TVs. So he, this guy has the exact same setup yeah. of white noise EVP stuff. But this is at his old construction site. Right. So that means no one – They that means did he fold the business? That means yeah. nobody went to work anymore after that incident? What happened here? Nobody noticed all the hostile – fucking saw shit on the fifth floor yeah the fact that they're using electricity somehow <laughs> yeah uh, who's paying for the electricity i mean he from the outside saw that there was a tv the, the, on <laughs> light coming out from yeah the, from that, that should that should raise some alerts mm-hmm. but no, he, he did kind of quit working uh after he got into the white noise thing because yeah. he needed time off to watch the screen mm-hmm. so maybe everyone else got fired maybe he lost the contract because he took so much time off uh, yeah maybe and now they can't complete the building right well guess what the person who kidnapped the girl is that construction worker from earlier who's like, hey, you guys okay when the elevator stopped? Yeah. So this was like a, a bad Scooby-Doo episode. Right. Oh, it's old man Willis yeah. who owns the carnival. And I would have got away with it too if it was over, you damn kids. Yeah. And they did say he was meddling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a pretty meddling kids. There's a lot of meddling in this movie. Yeah. So the, he gets there. So, he's, so the, the construction worker is like, yeah, man, these demons, I, they tell me what to do. I, I can't stop it, you know? Oh, by the way, he also sees his wife. Uh, three stories up in in a distance in in a in a she's like run, cloud of mist. Yeah, run, go now, go now, go now, John. Which is basically what he's been seeing on the tapes. Mm-hmm. So this, all the things on the tapes that he's been seeing was pretty much a warning to himself. Yes, because when he gets to the building, he sees the same keep out message that was on the screen. He sees the wife doing the same thing that he saw on the screen. So he went to his own death, basically. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the three ghosts are up there on yeah. the top floor watching him. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you're trying to stop us? Fuck you. <laughs> so now they, they pretty much break his legs and his arms. Yeah. And they push him off the ledge. And the construction worker is like, all right, sweetie, you're mine now. And then bang, bang, bang. SWAT guy yeah. shoots him, takes him out. And the cop did get the message. Apparently. Mm-hmm. And but from the message of come to the Ninth Street Pier, uh-huh. he also inferred uh, bring, bring a SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And uh, that's basically it. That's the movie. Yeah, his son, which I completely forgot he even had a kid because yeah. he's, it's just him staring at a screen most of the time. Yeah, his, he's, he's not being a very good father at this point. Yeah, his son is now forced to live with his sister-in-law, Anna's sister, and they're at the they're at the funeral. No, 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 that's that's his ex-wife. Oh, that is his ex-wife. That's yeah, right. His Sorry, ex-wife and new husband. Sorry, yeah. I I was confused confused about that. That's fine. That's right. So the boy has to live with the mom now, and the radio turns on, and they're static at two thirty, which 2- is a magical time in this movie. Yes, static turns on, and it's and it's like, "Sorry, buddy." Yeah. And the little kid's like has a big smile on his face. He's like, "Oh, dad, yeah. he's talking to me." Always joking. And then they have one <laughs> stupid like jump scare moment at the end save for you because the Anna she's in a wheelchair now yeah she's at the funeral and you see these like weird shadows sort of move and she looks right and she quickly <gasps> goes left and you hear Dum! yeah and it's- the, the camera swings off to show us what's going to happen but before they show us cuts the buck so you don't know what happened did yeah. the demons get her who knows what's up with these demons where do they come from and then they show a- what rules do they follow <laughs> and then they show a thing that says uh, one out of every 12 EVP contact 
is with a violent person. Yeah. I'm like, sure, you can make up stats. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's... You're making up the EVPs. That's Why not fake news. That's, that's fake stats. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe the EVP thing. It, it can't be a real... I, I believe you will hear voices and maybe see some images, mm-hmm. but that's interference from... But not, but not through electronics? Yeah. And not, not from the dead. Mm-hmm. This is this is just interference. You're picking up a signal from something else that's also broadcasting, mm-hmm. not from not from the other side. Yeah, I don't I don't buy that. Okay, so if someone's listening to this podcast, there's a slight chance they might hear their dead dad. Yep. Well, you no, know, because before I post the podcast, any, we don't have any. No, I apply a noise reduction filter okay. on the podcast <laughs> to eliminate all uh, dead people. Okay, and static. Okay. He actually does that. It's not a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It's called noise reduction, but I'm going to rename it as uh, dead people. White, <laughs> white noise reduction? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's pretty much the movie. There's not a lot of... There's just no. There's half not much. Of, this movie should just be called Michael Keaton stares at a screen. That's it. A lot of staring. And then breaks his legs. And he looks fucking bored to be... Like, he just looks like he's not interested in being this at all. <laughs> He, he well, you th- you think about it. His character, at least, is staring at screens nonstop his entire life. Mm-hmm. How much entertainment do you get out of that? Yeah, that's true. So it's so in a way he he's, crushed it. He's nailed it. Yeah, okay. he, nailed, he nailed the role, man. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I told you, dude. I love Keaton. He's Keaton's good. one of my favorite guys. Yeah, I, I like them. I like them in this. So closing thoughts. I could do without this movie. Me too. There's not a lot happening, like you said, Adam, at the beginning. The trailer was like, here's an interesting concept. We're going to try to make a movie out of it, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, it, but I, I, don't, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Okay. Because the, the, reading the premise, I was like, already like, oh, this doesn't sound like it's going to be good. <laughs> and, but I, I did find myself kind of glued to the screen for a lot of it. At, at one point in the middle of the movie, I, it was interrupted. We had to pause it, and we had to, there was conversations happening around me, and I was getting kind of irritated, like, I want to get back to this movie. Which is not common if I were watching any of the spoilers movie. Like, I want to get back to this. Okay. So I, I did want to get back to it. I did want to see how it played out. So this is a quote-unquote horror movie. So yeah. it seems like the only horror movies you like are not the horror movies me and Maestro like. Like the ridiculous right. ones. Yeah. Well, this is semi-ridiculous, but grounded in enough reality, I think, that uh, Where it, it three can. ghosts can come out and kill you from random okay, places. Okay, that, that part's <laughs> dumb. Yes. But right. up up until that point, it could all be grounded in, in reality. Granted, a lot of it is delusional reality. It is still reality. They never explain to who those three oh, oh, ghosts oh, are. Second. Yeah. Delusional reality is not reality. It's delusion. It's fake. It's an illusion. No, but that level of delusion happens in reality. Oh, you mean that kind of a, that illness? Is yeah, pe- people like this exist for sure. Yes. In 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 my mm-hmm. world, it's called Maestro. obsession. Yeah. Uh, so that that's why it, it doesn't. Now, once the ghosts come to life and do things, that's when you're. you're I'm out. <laughs> so the second the, the second that your obsession becomes reciprocated for something that actually be tangible, that's when it doesn't exist in your world, and it ends up as a fictional point where it could only come in a book or someone's imagination. Sure. They never explain who those three ghosts are. No. Maybe maybe, maybe white noise too. No, white white noise too is has nothing to do with the first one. I know. It's like another guy who's trying to like find. They, they're not in the same world. They're okay. not in the same universe. Nathan Fillion, though. I just, I just I saw that oh, yeah, right now. He, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. And now I'm intrigued to watch that one. Okay, I, I, I am kind of curious too. just to watch Fillion. I know. Me too. Those three ghosts. Maybe they're like the ghosts of like serial killers. <laughs> maybe their uh. names are Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch. <laughs> 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 they like to fuck with people. <laughs> from Casper. Because <laughs> right before we were recording, we were watching a clip from Casper. Yeah. The, the, the Bill Pullman one. Yeah. When he takes on the face of Clint Eastwood, 
uh, Mel Gibson. Rodney Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Yeah. What does Rodney Dangerfield say? Hey, it's a rough one, you know. Yeah. I was like, I tried yeah. a facelift, but it's the worst part about it was another one right below it. Yeah. Or something like that. Another one just like it underneath. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of them, but we have zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to hear reviews from, uh, no. Fumbling my own words. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews? Let's start with the bad. Okay. Chrissy Lemire of the AP Associated Press says, White Noise is intended to help you fall asleep. White Noise, the film, would never let you do that, though. It's far too interested in a cacophony of cheap scares. (laughs) Okay. Joe, uh... (laughs) <laughs> Joe, Joe Layden of Variety says an unsatisfying supernatural thriller with an effectively unsettling buildup and a frustratingly muddled payoff. Yeah, the payoff wasn't very good. I'll good buildup. Yeah, but the pay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once the the security guard or whatever, I was like, oh, gee, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Jesus Christ! Finally, Destin. Tom. Uh, I was actually hoping it would have been Sarah, the girl, the oh, girl, the girl yeah. that, that got the one who jumped. Yeah. So oh, so that grin. Was yeah. her like, oh yeah, motherfucker, it's me. Yeah, Bam. and she had to set up on the floor somewhere that she would survive. Uh huh. Yeah. See, Ooh. that would have been that would have been great. That would yeah, that would like a Jar Jar Binks moment. Mm-hmm. Well, supposedly, supposedly by theories, he's, he's supposed Seth to be the Lord. Phantom Menace. Ah, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Finally, Destin Thompson of Washington Post says, although director Jeffrey Sachs gives White Noise its share of suspense, he's hampered by Neil Johnson's script, which is often confusing, muddy, and ultimately cliche-ridden. Okay. Now the good reviews. Stephanie Zacharek of Salon.com says, even if its dorky climax throws you out of the mood again, there are staticky bits of White Noise that still manage to cling. So she's saying parts of it work. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. And finally, Kirk Honeycutt of the Hollywood Reporter says, "Even though logic takes a holiday in white noise, <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Sachs, a British television director making his theatrical debut, lavishes enough craft on the paranormal thriller to send more than a few chills down the spine." That's a good way for a lot of the movies you watch. Yeah, like, yeah, logic kind of goes out the window. Right. Whatever. Okay, that's a good one. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is part of the show. Where make the guys guess the score of the movie based on the Rotten Tomatoes score. It's an average scoring system from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Ooh. Mm. Considering that the critics had actual good reviews somewhat, they actually made a sequel. Did it go to – I don't even know if it went to even – I think it was straight to video. Okay. Okay. Uh, Critics – there wasn't – I mean, the story was bad. That's the only thing that I think it was bad about it. The, the acting was was fine. The the way that they did stuff with the camera, the cinematography was was fine. Uh, the bad guy was like stupid. Yeah, I don't know how many points you count off for story though. <laughs> I would. The okay. story is like the yeah the, the reason why you watch it. it yeah. All right, I'll give it a thirty nine. Okay, uh, forty eight percent. Wow, single digits eight. Whoa, nah, oh. Ooh, I guess story is really, really important. Uh, Ooh, but no, but some of the movies we've done are better than that with worse stories than this. But it's we did Bloodsport last week. That was like thirty three percent. Yeah, that that wasn't even a story. That was just fighting. <laughs> it had a story. Yeah, the story was let's go fight. Well, I think our all time low is still Master of Skies at zero percent. Oh, okay. Talk about no story. Yeah, aside <laughs> for the audience. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I hope they're much better than that, but. I don't. I never hear about this movie from anybody ever. That's true. So it's got to be low too. 
But it does have Keaton. All right. I got oh, I got to really adjust. I'll go 27 then. Okay. 35. 31%. Mm. So it's still rotten, but not as bad as Chris. Oh, it's right between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. I think this is easy. Uh, we noticed that Giamatti's been in a lot of the movies we're doing, and since we all love him, we decided to ask what role would Giamatti have had in the movie? The, uh, the Raymond Price. Yeah, Raymond Price, right? Absolutely. The, the, the EVP guy. Yeah. I mean, like, or even the main bad guy. The security guard? The janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough screen time. Not enough screen time. True, but like he doesn't have to have much screen time to steal the Ooh. show. What if he's the one who has the baby in his hand? He's like, stay the fuck away from me and my family. But he delivers it in the, we're not having any fucking Merlot in yeah. that, that yeah. tone. <laughs> yeah. You can see that too. But I, I, I like him better as Raymond Price. Okay. Now it's time for trivia. This is the part of the show where we give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. EVP, or electrical electronic voice phenomenon, is claimed by adherents of the paranormal to be of otherworldly origins. And was not invented by the film's makers. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. On the DVD commentary, <laughs> Michael Keaton admitted to phoning in some of his scenes and apologized <laughs> to the director, Jeffrey Sachs. Oh, no. <laughs> That's too bad. You can't say that. Remember what I said? He looked bored. He <laughs> yeah. didn't want to be there. Uh, this isn't, I didn't find this on IMDb. I actually found this on Wikipedia, but this, I thought this was interesting. White. Uh, uh, let me save this for after. Okay, oh. next. Money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that release this year so we can get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for White Noise, $10 million. Where? Oh. Where? How? Static is cheap to make. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, what was it, all acting? The CGI for the ghosts, maybe. Barely. Ke- uh. Keaton. I don't know. The breaking of the limbs, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> $10 With that weird grin. Is the budget? Give me your guess for its total worldwide gross. And like you said, you never hear anybody talk about this. Yeah, but then they did decide to do White Noise too. That's true. Straight to DVD. All right, I'll go. I'll go twenty million. I'm gonna 20, go okay. Eight, eighteen. Okay. Ten. Okay. In the U.S., this grossed fifty-six point three million. Wow. Overseas, it grossed thirty-four point eight million, bringing its total gross to ninety-one point one million. What the hell? So it made nine times its budget. What? It's like the, it's like going to be some sort of weird phenomenon where this is going to be happening a lot well, more often. I mean, it happened with Bloodsport no, too. I, I think it's one of those lightning in a bottle things where it, it, it came out when this craze was kind of at its peak. I think that's what it was. Yeah, uh, people were interested in like ghost hunting and stuff. Yeah, but then why did it do so badly? Oh, the critics. Everyone came to watch it, but nobody liked it. Oh, yeah. because they liked that the happens idea. a lot. Look at the Transformers movie. Okay. <laughs> Dun, dun, All right. All right. Uh, here's that little thing I wanted. I wanted to get that out of the way. Okay. White Noise is surprising box office success, success for a movie released on the first weekend after New Year's Day, the start of the winter dump months, and usually one of the worst weekends for new releases, led studios to reassess their releasing strategies for horror films. Mm-hmm. So ever since White Noise came out, they've pushed low-budget horror movies that they think can make a lot of money in January. Because oh. January and February are always like, ah, oh, just dump whatever shit you have there. That's okay. So instead That's of them releasing strategy. in October, where they know it could probably hit, yeah. they said, if we release, who knows what else is in October? There might be like some like studio Oscar drama going head-to-head yeah. with us. But if we release it in January, where no one's no going to anything, boom. That's brilliant. So it's because of white noise that they started do- throwing them out in January. Ah, look at that. Movies that they, they are pretty sure they're going to start, that they can make a big profit off of. Okay. Because for the longest time, uh, what came out in January? There was a horror series that came out in January. I forgot what it was. Anyway. That's fine. This film, White Noise, debuted in second place on the weekend of January 7th, 2005 with $24.1 million. Wow. Second place. Number one that week, 
Meet the Fockers. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> According to Box Office Mojo, this is the 26th highest grossing film in the category horror slash supernatural. What place? 26th place. Number horror one. Supernatural. Yeah, like Exorcist, Poltergeist, they're all the same thing. Any guesses what number one could be? I'll go Grudge. <laughs> Make sure look on his face. He looks. Yeah, well, because he prefers the Japanese version, I'm sure. No, I'm just saying, is it good? What's What's your guess for? I go for Exorcist. Number one is The Sixth Sense. Oh, oh yeah! Boom! We're supposed. Now, Adam, would you? I don't think I've ever asked you this. <laughs> would you consider The Sixth Sense a horror movie? No, no, right? It's a suspense. It's like a th- supernatural. Yeah, like it's a thriller. thriller. Yeah, suspense okay. thriller, oh, not horror. <laughs> okay. See. Even you agree it's not a horror movie. Oh, hey, I'm fine with it being at the top of any list. Whatever. <laughs> Finally, White Noise was the 46th highest grossing film of 2005. Number one that year, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Yo. Yeah, where well, they finally kill Anakin off. Spoiler alert. I don't think I've actually seen the third one. Really? Maybe not. You know what? Wait. You, you, no. What? Yeah, I did. You do so realize Anakin's General still- Grievous? Yeah. I, wait. Uh you know Anakin's Darth Vader, right? Oh, hold on. <laughs> I hold think on. he blew his mind wide open. Uh, yeah, my head is spinning. <laughs> I, I remember because the last scene I thought was really stupid, where Leia's giving birth, and as she's like pushing him, I'm like, uh, Luke! Or, or um, Amidala. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Leia! Like, that seemed weird. Just, oh, and the medical doctor was like, there's nothing wrong with her, but she's dying. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of assessment is that? It's like she's giving up on the will to live. There's nothing we can do. What would you do if you got a physical and the doctor's like, Adam, great news. There's nothing wrong with you, but you're dying. Wouldn't you be like, what? Yeah. No, you're fired. (laughs) I'm going to have everybody kill you. (laughs) All the clones are going to kill you. Clones? Yeah. Oh. That's 2005's White Noise, directed by Jeffrey Sachs. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we will watch it before any other requests. Next week... We're watching 2001's Planet of the Apes, the oh. Tim Burton version. Oh. Tim Burton. It's still... Oh. <sighs> is that Mark Wahlberg? That's the Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah, Tim okay. Burton did it. Do you know who else is in that movie? Playing an orangutan with red-orange hair? Chris Wagen? Nope. Oh. That was from Jungle Book. What role would Giamatti have had in this movie? Really? Giamatti's in the Planet Ooh. of the Apes next week. All right. But he is, but he isn't. Yeah. Well, they're all in, co- in makeup. That's fine. Tim Roth, Mr. Orange. He's okay. in it. Oh, oh no! I, or is it Gary Oldman? Which there's a big difference between those two. Let me check. Yeah. So, Adam, why why are we watching 2001's Planet of the Apes? Oh, uh, because there's a new Planet of the Apes coming out. The War for the Planet. Yes. Of the Apes. Yeah. This is with Franco in it. No, that was the very first one. Okay. That, that was the first in this series. That was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. But he didn't show up in any other ones after that. Oh. Good man. It's, it's all the same series though. Mm-hmm. So his monkey is the one that's doing all this. Yes. Okay. I believe the name is Cesar. It's Tim Roth. Tim Roth is the bad guy. Okay. Giamatti's in it. Michael Clark Duncan's in it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that seems racist. Is Clark Duncan? So our most spoiled are the people we've we've done the most in our in our um, little window from spoilies. So this year's spoilies is going to be from episode 101 to 150. 
Michael Clark Duncan's going to be next week. We had him in on the island. He had a small part in the island. I'm trying to think. Was he in anything else? I don't think he was. I, th- I think it still might be the... Um, that black guy <laughs> was the character actor. Resident Evil. Yeah. He was in Resident Evil, AVP, and Punisher Warzone. Holy yeah. shit. I'm, oh, my God. Well, oh, wait, no. Giamatti might tie him. Ooh. Lady in the Water, Planet of the, A- uh, the, Planet of the Apes. <sighs> well, he's technically in every movie we do. Right. <laughs> we throw him in every single one. Uh... Holy shit. What else was he in? Damn it. Yeah, it might be that guy. Eh, no worries. That's fine. That's fine. We got time. Except for the show. Right. Oh, yeah. We're out of time here right now. Yeah, we are out of time. <laughs> so watch the new Planet of the Apes. I actually want to look, watch that. I'm actually looking. I think this is a good series, the, these, these oh, yeah? newer ape movies. Okay. Plus Woody Harrelson. Love oh, Woody Harrelson. I don't think I've seen this one then. I, I saw the Franco one for sure. I don't think I've seen anything The second one has Gary Oldman in it. Yeah, I don't remember. And then this one has Woody Harrelson. He's... Like the general of the human army. Should, should I watch the other ones first? Don't watch the Franco one. Okay. Watch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That's the one with Gary Oldman. Okay. That you'll like that one. All right. Cool. And then the third one will be this one. And I think I don't think they're going to make any more after that. The guy who plays Caesar, the ape, is the guy who played um, Gollum, oh. Andy Serkis. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Gollum's AP. Uh huh. Gollum is AP. He's ape-like with his movies. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He oh he also played. King Kong in the Peter Jackson King Kong. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, he was King Kong. Yeah. Well, typecaster. He also played uh, the what's his name, uh, Captain uh, the from Tintin. What's his name? I didn't see that one. No. Oh, the Tintin good. movie. It's okay. good. It's 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 basically it's they all they're all really acting, but it's all CGI motion it's capture. A mocap suit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which Andy Serkin is basically he's like the much, king of that. Yeah, he's the king of that because I think he kind of like set it up that way. I'm surprised he didn't play Schmaug. Smaug? Oh, Smaug? The, because Cumberbatch. Because it was, yeah, Cumberbatch yeah, did yeah. the physical movements, but. And the voice. Yeah, and the voice. I'm, ju- I'm just surprised Circus didn't do the movements. I never saw those either. He probably watch, got help. I gotta watch those the, Nah. Don't. No? I like the music. They're not that great. Okay. Alright. I think the second one is the best movie out of all of them. Anyways. Yeah, that's where you first see Smaug in, in his gold, uh, his gold lair. Okay. Yeah, and on the, the elves. Mm-hmm. And the I saw the first one for sure. Uh, Boring, no? A little slow? That's fine. Yeah. The second one's better. I, I, I'm mystified by that world. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm watching Game of Thrones again just, well, to catch up, but also because the world is awesome. <laughs> okay. This so, is not his world. So, yeah. so check out Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes from 2001 with Mark Wahlberg, kid. We're yeah. going to get a crawler, <laughs> extra large, park the car in Hobbit Yard. That's what he sounds like. So check oh. us out next week. <laughs> and until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Mr. O. I'm Adam. I'm Adam.